2: It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts
3: may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up, hold up! Alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ladies and gentlemen...
4: Ball this is... Yes. Show. Welcome to the Baller
1: Alert Show Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. I go by the name of Ferrari
5: Simmons. Hey, young world, I'm your bestie, Su Solo. And you know BT, I'm in the building. OCT, what that? Ooh,
1: special guest today in all red. How's it going, Mr. DJ Drama? What's up, family? What's up, gang? How y'all feeling? We appreciate you, you coming to our studio
6: yes. uh, <laughs> to interview with us. Thanks yes. for having me. You, you guys have an amazing, beautiful facility here. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. over here at Mean Street. This, this, is, is, this is a This is beautiful. We yeah, actually yeah.
5: get a lot of love for the studio. Yeah, we, we have a wall of like great artists that come by. You should I check it out. I saw that. We yeah, got I a little basketball
1: goal in the little side room. I saw that
6: too. That's dope. We got
5: offices. We got security. I mean, we kind of decked out. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, those yeah. that don't get the inside joke, this is really his studio <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> DJ Drama Grammy Award, award winner. winner. We are not only in the room of greatness, we are in a facility that hosts a million great people. You probably had a million amazing verses come out
6: of the studio a lot a lot of amazing stuff has come out of the studio one being the ball Alert podcast um mm. you know this room that we're in now actually was the first room that i built here mm-hmm. a little backstory like so i when i first built the studio you know i had went to sirius xm and i was like yo like maybe i should you know i, I was at the time myself green lantern nina nine screen we all had shows on, on Sirius And I was like, you know, if I build a studio Will you guys partner with me, like maybe make Like a Sirius XM South or something And they were like, yeah, we're, we're down to do that So I went ahead and built this room right here And did it, and then I was like Hey look guys, I did it And they were like, uh, yeah, it's nice, but we don't Really have any money, oh. and I was like, damn So I was like, you know, well Um, I can curse on you, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, well fuck it, I'm gonna keep on Building, so, you know, we built the the B room, which is next door, and everything, and I kept going. And like when I was, we would do our show in here. That's how I would, I would introduce people to the studio. I was like, "Yo, FYI, like, you know, when people would come in as guests and everything, um, I would show them around and just kind of get them to like, you know, try to do work or, or you know, use the studio. And then I started. Then I was building. I had this beautiful building, and nobody was really working out of it. And then one day I just called Metro Boomin, and, and I was like, "Yo, bro, like, you know, I got the studio." Um, I'm just give you some free time and what have you. And Metro came over here into the B room, and then you know he started working out of there. And this is around the time when Thug was really buzzing. What us year is this? This is this is, this is like 20, 2013 okay. I originally started building twenty. I, I bought I bought the building twenty eleven. Really started building it out like twenty twelve, and then like twenty thirteen. Um, Metro came in and then. Cause the Metro came in, Thug. That was my first time meeting Thug, and Thug came in, and that was you know our first interaction. And he was like, "This, this your studio? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like it." And you know, then Thug started working out of here. And then you know, around the same time it was when I did my deal at Atlantic, and I came on as an A&R, and uh, Kawan Prather, KP was vice president Little of the KP. time out to KP And you know I was like Hey by the way You know I'm building a studio In Atlanta um, If you guys Might want to partner with me So they sent KP over here um, To check it out and KP was like, yeah, it's dope. It's, it's a great idea. So when I came on at Atlantic, you know, we I got them, I started using their money and built out the rest of the building, you know, um, around the corner of the A side and the, the other room and you know the, the back room actually wound up turning out to be like the sunny digital metro booming room at a time when they did a deal. But you know, like the room next door here, like isn't that a photo shoot room? The photo shoot didn't room have, we but didn't that had was a photo shoot yep. there before. That was so. the that room right there was the original room where I had before we had all this equipment, I had all my stuff in there. I used to do radio. My, my, my mixtapes in there. I did. I did. Uh, True Religion in that room. Two chains. Okay. It was uh, the. Isn't it the movie.
1: anniversary? It is actually the yes. an anniversary
6: of True Religion. Eleven. Eleven years. I did. Um. I think I did Dream Chasers. Maybe one in, over there in that room. And it's before everything was built. And then you know like. Uh, when Uzi when we first saw Uzi he came down here for his first time meeting Thug was in there and you know Uzi did the whole Love is Rage in that B room that was his room that's fire Nipsey you know the Nipsey Thug rest in peace to Nipsey the Nipsey and Thug records Nip, Nip was working out of here Playboy Cardi Cardi B did her whole album Invasion of Privacy a lot in this building it's been some legendary stuff in here I mean you know just the way that the way the building is set up, like you know, people would run into people in the mm-hmm. in the in the um in the, the kitchen area, and like you know, Gunner, Gunner would just be in there chilling at, at before he was quote unquote Gunna, um uh, Bad and Bougie uh, Was made over there It's, it's been a lot it's, it's been a lot Through this build. I mean Mean Streets Has become quite legendary And you know In an Atlanta fixture So I'm pretty proud of it
5: As you are yourself Legendary
6: Thank you very much no, I uh, appreciate it I want to take our time
1: To give you your flowers um, your name is DJ Drama, man. Like, mm-hmm. that's a household name mm-hmm. as a DJ in a world where DJs tend to be local. Yeah. Um, and they can be popping locally. I don't mm-hmm. want to make it seem lo- like local was a bad thing. Right. Uh, but when a DJ is recognized nationally, mm-hmm. That's Glo- a really Globally deal. And globally. you Globally yep. um, That's such a big deal So just wanna take our time To give you your you. Uh, flyers Are you ready Cause we gonna,
4: we gonna... Nah I'm here I man, got, You got a, a Grammy man I, I got a yeah, Grammy bro I, like, I got all the time well, Where is it? I
6: wanted you to bring it today You should've told me I would've brought it <laughs> Damn, Damn. I Definitely would've brought it I got I just built this like
4: You have gla- a stand for it I got this glass, glass case glass,
6: glass case Did you crib. drink
4: out of it yet I
6: did I drunk out of it What'd you pour in it Um, The first time I drunk out of it Was on tour When I first When I first got it I drunk. Uh, I think I took a shot at Casamigos. That was when I was on the Wiz tour this summer. liar. in front of like the whole crowd. I, I drunk out of it, and then like when we dropped um, Snowfall. Uh, me and Jeezy were on live, and you know when we played the song Grammy, I took a shot out of it um, on on live when I was in I was in my uh, my little trophy room.
0: Well, before the Grammy, I just want to take it back. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to Philly. How was hip hop growing up in hip hop at that time in Philly? Mm-hmm. You know, before Atlanta, before college, and all that.
6: It was it was great. Ironically enough, I just ran into Omar Epps last week, and you know he he's like one of my biggest inspirations for being a dj really yeah off the movie juice you know okay i I, I went to go see juice when i was in about to go to high school uh i guess summer between eighth grade and ninth grade and you know before i was big uh, before i became a dj i was i was really into skateboarding but i was i was trash (laughs) and like in philly at the time there used to there was like this this like um this 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 little scene of like black skateboarders that used to kind of congregate downtown in this spot called Love Park. Um, I'm not, if y'all are familiar with Stevie Williams, but you know, he started DGK, um, super oh, yeah. internationally known. You know, I grew up me and Stevie came up together and everything. So out of all the, you know, young Black skateboarders, I was like the worst, so I was trash, thankfully. So when I saw Juice, I was like, Man, I, you know, that that's that might be something I want to do, like you know, as a hobby. So I started DJing and I came up, um, you know, like in Philly, um, I literally watched The Roots, like, kind of th- that was my first example of like uh, watching somebody really get on and like make it in the music business like i watched them go from like local talent to getting their record deal to turning on rap city on tv raps and seeing distortion of static video to you know going to their um album release or or signing party where you know they were on tour with the fugees and opening up and you know like um, Quest Love, I used to run into him just like downtown, playing video games or Black Thought used to, and, and Malik B, Rustin Beach used to like do freestyles for me on my little mixtapes and everything, so um, yeah, I mean Philly had a nice little buzzing hip hop scene, um, another person that really put me on was this um, female artist named Bahamadia, who was actually like my next door neighbor to where my dad lived in West Philly, and she, she was signed to Guru from Gangstar and, you know, she kind of took me under her wing early on and used to take me, like, to New York and go to, like, you know, little industry parties and everything. So I was I, before I came to college, I was making a little local name for myself and I was making like little local mixtapes in Philly and everything. As so,
0: DJ drama.
6: I, I was going to say as yeah, DJ drama. Yep, I, I got that name. um I think I was like fifteen, sixteen. Where did it come from? So I had these two friends. I, I used to I, I used to work for this organization that did um like um it was called Reconstruction and it, it it was like an outreach program for um bad kids. Not for young black men who were coming out of prison okay. and looking to, you know, get back uh, into society and what have you and so I was doing like, you know, kind of like internship type work for for that organization. I had these two homeboys that worked with me there and one was named Hakeem and one was named Bakari. Hakeem was like the biggest Tupac fan ever. I just always remember that he was a super Tupac fan. And Bakari was from Senegal. So his name was Bakari Drame. And he used to um, he used to like sell like mixtapes and incense and like, you know, dabble a little bit in DJ. he used to sell sell stuff on like Broad and Girard in Philly so Hakeem used to always call Bakari DJ Drama cause his last name was Drame mm-hmm. um, and I was like damn that shit sounds like that's a fire name and I, at the time I didn't really have a DJ name and Bakari wasn't like real he wasn't like taking his DJ shit that seriously he was like you can have the name I asked him I was like yo what, what you doing with that you using it he was like nah you can have it so he gave me, he, he, he handed me over the name DJ Drama. That's what's that's up. That's why I got the name.
4: I want to ask about how you feel now. You got a Grammy. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, does that change? Oh.
7: Hey!
4: Come say hi, Cannon. Come on, come on, say hi, bro. The GOAT. Earl on, the,
0: hello,
6: hello. Earl the
0: GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Don Cannon, uh, CAU, where y'all met, right?
6: We met at CAU. So my I met Cannon my sophomore year. Um, he was uh. This, this, you know, this this tall lanky kid that just came on did campus. Did he play basketball? He did. He played basketball in high school.
5: Everybody tall, but not in college. Call. Okay.
6: He, no, he is too tall. tall. Nah, he he's didn't play. Tall, Cannon's got to be six eight, six nine. He's uh, I think he's this uh, cannon six, no six six seven. He might be. <laughs> he's he he one, might, might, one of the tallest six, DJs eight. I've yeah. ever met. So Cannon used to like kind of try to like befriend me on campus and everything, and I had this other homeboy Kyle. And they went to high school together, so Kyle had kind of put in my head that Cannon was a nut, right? Like in what way? He was he's like crazy. He was like, not no, nah, just like that's Philly slang. Like he's a nutball. Like okay, got it. So Cannon used to, you know, you know, I had already, I had a, a a little rep on campus already, like by you know after my freshman year, me and me and Sense used to do all the parties and everything together. So finally, so finally one day Cannon was like, Yo, I want to give you my beat CD. And um, he gave me his VCD, and I went home, and that shit was fire. Like shit, he was like baby premiere, and the next day I was like, "Yo, your shit is hot, bro," and like we should be friends. You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) um, and then you know after that, we just you know we were inseparable. I mean, you know it's literally been 20. I don't want to age myself too much, but you know two decades plus that you know we've been. We've been um, friends and partners, business partners, and working together and everything. But yeah, we literally met on CAU campus. And I don't think
0: everybody knew that you went to CAU. Yeah,
6: yeah, I went to Clark Atlanta. I mean, that was what got me. That's that's why I came to Atlanta. Like you know, I I came um, to Atlanta to attend Clark. And like the way when I was in Philly, I always thought I was going to wind up in New York. Um, you know, living in Brooklyn, like on a brownstone, you know, and but I came down to visit Atlanta a couple times with my pop, and I just love the culture. Like, you know, anybody that comes down here, you can see, like, it's just a place of, you know, as we call it now, Wakanda. But you know, it, it was just like you can you can feel the vibrant energy of, especially like, in the '90s. Oh, it was amazing in the '90s. Like, you know, just young people of color everywhere, just mm-hmm. into everything, and. Freaknik. You know, it was it was the place to be. And I came at like the right I came at the very tail end of freaknik. And even oh. like the first freaknik. So I came in ninety six and so they say that like the last freak nick was literally like ninety seven. And and ninety seven for freak freaknik instead of me like you know, I've always been a hustler, so like I bought bought a bunch of t-shirts wholesale and during Freak Nick I was hustling t-shirts so everybody used to know me as like Hustle Man beating back in the day
5: come on Hustle Man so you come to Atlanta already established as DJ Drama Mm -hmm. you're doing the mixtapes and we know that there's probably a lot of like Philly sound some New York sound but I feel like the South was still trying to figure out like what is our staples now how did you find yourself in the mix of Atlanta music because you know Atlanta's a we are a bubble
6: right really. absolutely you know
5: we, we accept what we want to accept
6: right so I mean thankfully enough me coming down here and me coming to school because I was very very east coast stubborn mm-hmm. in a lot of ways um I was I had always been a big outcast fan for sure like even you know even before I got here but you know going to school in the AUC you have kids from everywhere, like all over the country, and everybody wants to be pleased, you know, especially at college parties. Mm-hmm. Like, D.C. niggas want to hear go-go. Florida wanted to hear bass at the time. West Coast niggas want to hear West mm-hmm. Coast shit. You know, yeah. Texas wanted to hear they shit. Like, Louisiana wanted to hear they shit. Like, New York, Tri-State, everybody wanted to hear their shit. So it, it trained me how to be very well-rounded as a DJ in, in that sense. And then, but I still was kind of like... You know, I was I was still I still had my backpacker roots, too. So, you know, there used to be this thing called Lyricist Lounge and like, you know, my, my roommate at the time was was best friends with Talib Kweli. So I came up like, you know, hanging out with Black Star when they would come to Atlanta. So I was, you know, had, I was I was kind of like a renaissance man in a lot of ways. So then when I started doing mixtapes, you know, um, well, when I when I got back into mixtapes when I was in school, you know, I would set up on campus and you know literally sell my own my own tapes and then turn into CDs. So I would have like an East Coast tape, a reggae tape, a, a neo soul tape, and then when I did I finally did a South tape. Like that shit just took off like hotcakes. And you know I remember like my first South tape ever. The first song on there was like Bling Bling. So this had to be about ninety eight ninety nine around the Cash Money era run. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Atlanta. Um, it was in the midst of uh, the Big Oomp dominance. So Shout the Jelly, Monte, you know, like Big Oomp, when it came to the mix mix tapes and mix CDs, they ran the South and they ran Atlanta. Like that was that was it. Like Big Oomp was everywhere. They had their own stores. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and, you know, that was literally like that. That was the sound of Big the mixtape scene in Atlanta so just to fast forward a little bit when I when I started Gangsta Grills and like I remember people telling me like yo if you do a a south mixtape like you know they don't want to hear people talk on there or they don't want to hear new music or no freestyles or none of that shit like and because that was they were kind of used to a certain sound just Mm -hmm. based off what people were doing and even at the time like um Uh, camp camping, them they didn't really have like covers or you know they would just like have their cds with the number you know whatever number cd it was and what have you and then i kind of just went against the grain like of what people were telling me niggas in the south wanted to hear and i really like applied like a up north formula to southern music so i was you know at the time like having a host was, was something that was popular uh, up north on the east coast so you know I got Lil John the host that's how the gangster Grill drop was born and then I started just like kind of talking on Grissing. the tapes mm-hmm. and I was like getting like you know Local artists Local at the time Niggas like Tip And you know David Banner And Killer Mike To like do freestyles And stuff And you know And I was putting A lot of effort Into the covers And things of that nature And the shit Just took off You know And so basically Like you know Me going against the grain Of what people tell, Told me Niggas wanted to hear And me You know Trying something different It worked And at the time Nobody in Atlanta Or in the south was, Were making Tapes like what Gangster Grills was, and the shit took off.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Wait. So, uh, my big dog Jeezy was on Drink Champs earlier, um, and he said you didn't want to do his mixtapes. Mm-hmm. You said he wasn't hot enough. Now He's, you are on the Baller Show podcast. Do you have a
6: rebuttal, sir, or is this an accurate? Yeah, that's story? not. That's not all the way accurate. That's not all. That's not what happened. Um, so, th- the part that's true was he definitely used to make I used to make show CDs for him and I did make him for hundred dollars for hundred dollars you, cha- you charged him a hundred dollars hundred dollars per, per show CD per show CD yeah hundred dollars <laughs> nigga was driving a Lambo it was nothing man he had money now yeah I was living in a fucking 4-4 in a duplex which did you, is did, still there did
1: you make him take
6: his shoes I did. off I did make him take his shoes so off so that
1: part of the story is true I made him take his shoes off to come into
6: I made him take his shoes off to come into my humble okay. abode Continue. in the 4-4 and um, I would make I would make uh show CDs for him and everything. But the part about me turning him down to do a tape, that's that's not true. What really happened was I was I was making gangster grills and you know I was getting some buzz to it and then I had did a party uh, shout the cloud nine and Biddy um, Biddy we did a we did a gangster girls party in Buckhead at the time and that was my first gangster girls party I had tip hosting I think um, bone crusher was there I think fab was fab was there um uh, who else was there? Maybe, scra- maybe Scrappy. Yeah, so, and Jeezy was there in the cut, you know? He wasn't, you know, Jeezy, the superstar rapper yet. So, Coach and Jeezy um, told me they wanted to take me to lunch and have a meeting. So, we went to Harry and Sons and we sat down, and Jeezy told me, like, yo, I was at your party. I don't know if you know, but the streets really fuck with you, like. And I was like, oh, we like, you know, and I, you know, I was in the streets, like, doing mixtapes but I wasn't in the streets so <laughs> he was telling me the streets fuck with me so um, he was like look I got this idea like you know I got this vision to do this project and I was Jeezy was the first person to ever pay me to do a mix to do like a Gangsta Grills so he gave me they gave me a thousand dollars that was the first time I got paid to do a, a Gangsta Grills and you know but I was like he, he told me he said I got a vision this is what my movement is and you know originally the tape was called g's up um before it was called streets is watching but scrappy's crew was called g's up so we wound up changing the name of it to streets is watching but at the time you know i was like all right whatever you know he's trying to pay me for a mixtape I'm, I'm cool with it you know um and then i went and did the tape and then you know my man rolled up on me on the same on glenn iris yeah, Glenn Iris. Okay. When I was on Glenn Iris, after I did Streets is Watching, and he was like, Yo, that new, the Jeezy tape, that's the best Gangster Grills ever. And I was like, Whoa. What? Like the new nigga? And you know, like, <laughs> I had just did like a TI tape, yeah. and I'm like, Huh? And you
0: were never paid for like TI tape?
6: No, I never then. got paid for okay. nothing before that. I was just doing tapes. Okay. Like, you know, I was, I was selling them, but nobody ever paid me to do just like their tape and then um, yeah you know next thing you know fucking streets is watching is the hottest thing in in the southeast you can't go nowhere without hearing that music and you had to hear me all over it because that was the only place it existed was on that you know on that platform so um, so yeah the the, the part about the part about me telling him nah you're not hot enough he he fabricated that (laughs) a little
4: but it was like 90% of truth I'd say seventy-five. I'd <laughs> so it's listen,
7: 75. I got a, I
4: got a question. So, do you feel like DJ Cali is ducking the smoke?
6: Um the DJ vers- Khaled Yeah. Okay. Is he ducking the smoke? I don't know. I mean, because you've uh, you been calling him out. I ain't been calling him out. I've been calling anybody out. Like, I'm just not run. You know. I, I guess. I guess the difference in the interviews is that in the interviews that I've done you know, his name comes up. Mm. So I guess the difference needs to be, you know, whenever he gets on a platform, you know, someone specifically needs to bring my name up. You Mm. feel what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I don't know if my name came up in Drink Champs, you know, when Nori did the interview. I don't know. We have to ask Nori. But, you know, in the interviews that I've done, obviously his name has came up and i've said that i'm with all the smoke you know what i'm saying so um yeah i think that that i've already answered it you know what i mean i think that's more of a question for him someone needs to bring my name up and you know and it's all love i think at the end of the day like it'd be great for the culture you know what i'm saying to right. see dj's on our level like you know as we know verses to be a celebration you know what I'm saying like right. you know and it's all you know hip hop is a very competitive sport you gotta be in so. Atlanta though I, I don't I don't care where it is like I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm coming a ball you know what I mean like you know like I have an extreme catalog you know um, as does Khaled you know what I'm saying so um, I think it'll just it'll be a great time you know what I mean so I'm with I'm with all I'm I'm with all the fun and I'm with all the smoke. So we can go whatever way with it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm ready to bust anybody's. I know
5: that's right. There are so many people that just don't understand why mixtapes were so big, mm. so important in 2000. And for those of you that don't know, right. you didn't really need clearance. Like you can literally nah, it was like the Wild Wild TV. West. Yeah, it was it it was a free for all, and that's what made mi- mixtapes so great because you did not have to go through the legalities Absolutely. of getting this cleared or not. Right. And it was great until the cops came. Yeah. Boolegging was crazy back then. It was crazy. Why were they on you as hard as they were?
6: Um, I mean, you know, I was the top of the food chain. Like, you know, I was like, when I was the mixtape king, like, yeah, it was, you know, I was, when you, when you watch the footage and they came and confiscated 50, 60, 70, 80,000 CDs. Like, you know, we were we was getting to it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know why they want me so hard because at the time, like I was, you know, I was working directly with the artists. Like I wasn't a bootlegger. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was stealing niggas music and putting it out or, you but know. the
5: labels couldn't control it. They couldn't not, get off of it. Exactly.
6: So. And And the labels weren't All the way in cahoots so like the promotions department um and you know the marketing department i was you know they heralded me but you know the legal department or the other side probably didn't understand like why are we giving this guy this music, or allowing our artists to, you know, use his platform and put these CDs out that are not, you know, sanctioned by us? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it was. I think it was just at a time in a space where the music industry was going through a lot of hits, and you know they were watching like their their bottom dollar kind of um, kind of not making sense, and you know they came after me. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy time, you know, um, it was the day the, the day the game changed, you know, the mixtape game. And I was like, you know, for me, like, be, because growing up such a fan of mixtapes and mixtape culture, like, you know, I, I felt a lot of guilt at first, like, damn, I can't watch this culture, like, die on my shoulders that I, you know, that I, that I grew up loving so much and then I become, you know, that guy. And then here they try to, you know, destroy it or take it down while, I, while I'm in control, so... Um, but yeah I mean you know and it was crazy is like if you watch the reports they you know when they go on the news the the cop says normally in these situations we find guns and drugs Um, this circumstance we didn't like thankfully they came on like a monday morning like we just got back from mlk weekend they didn't find one spliff one handgun no nothing just cds you know so they tried to make it out obviously you know the criminalization of hip-hop and like you know i don't know if they thought they was going co- really like combust some big-ass you know cr- crime organization like because you know they, they really hit me with the rico like right. yeah, you know some real shit you know what i'm saying and i was like what making? I'm making mixtapes. Yeah, I'm a fucking DJ. Like, what are y'all talking about?
1: They couldn't monetize it. I do have a question. Um, we never really—I don't know—I haven't seen anyone ask you this question. Mm. Affiliates. Okay. I always wanted an affiliate chain because I was—I remember I was around at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, that was actually one of the reasons why I wanted to. I started doing mixtapes. Wow. Watching you have a crew and I remember I was at Compound Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't supposed to be there Mm -hmm. Um, I was how old were you I had to be 18 crazy Um, and I saw (laughs) all these affiliate chains Mm -hmm. in the building then I saw you walk past me I was like oh shit Mm -hmm. that's DJ Drama Mm -hmm. and I just seen everybody in these affiliate chains where did that name come from and like I, I want to talk about that era because that was a that was a nice little era in the yeah. pocket you was in right on that f- f- they were all they were colorful and yeah. long yeah. that was the, the that long, long chain yeah pause
6: awesome. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. so basically it was it, it, it was actually after the CAU days we, we were out of school and at the time we were part of a crew called the Super Friends um, ah, which that, was that. you know shout to DJ Mars DJ Trauma um, DJ Doc, uh, Cowboy,
1: K hey, Rock, Cowboy,
6: Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, it was a, it, that. So, and they were like older than us. So they were like, you know, they were pretty much the go-to DJs in Atlanta. You know, um, um, and you know, Mar, Mars and, and Trauma were like kind of we were me can in a sense kind of like looked up to them in a lot of ways you know they were like somewhat mentors in a sense and what have you and um and we they made us part of the super friends so we became like kind of the youngest members of the super friends and we were you know super friends were on fire in atlanta like i guess from like you know good 01 to you know those those, those years formidable years before the affiliates came along so at the time we were having some differences with them and um, the main fallout um, in my version of the story um, was that basically uh, Jacob York offered the Super Friends uh, an opportunity to do an album and he was going to give them like 50 grand or something to like do a Superfriends album and we were so I remember we used to have meetings and everything so then when they when they came to the table they were like "All right, well if we do an album we need to we should call it Gangsta Grills because that's like the hottest brand Mm -hmm. you know but they were like really party like like very focused on parties and we were we were focused on mixtapes and you know at the time they like kind of told us like yo like Jelly, Monte, Um, Camp, Like they got the mixtape shit Like when it comes to like Getting sponsorships and everything We need to use this money Towards parties So we were kind of like Damn we can't get no money To sponsor our mixtapes Because all the money Was going to the parties So I didn't really want to Use Gangsta Grills As the title for the album Because I was you know Feeling somewhat indifferent At the time And Um, they pretty much kicked me out. They were like, well, if we can't use Gangster Girls, you know, for the title, like, you know, they mm. they removed they told me don't come to the bowling party the next Why week. Why'd you feel mm. like Damn. that? Is it
0: because that was Well yours? we were having
6: we were having some with some I was having some issues with their the management at the time. Okay. Of mm. uh, no, just the just the management of, of the super friends. Like I just was kinda, you know, we weren't seeing eye to eye. And mm. I just was like, yo, I you know, Gangster Girls was my baby. Right. Like I didn't want it, the Super Friends album to be the Gangster Girls album. Mm. Okay. So yeah so they pretty much like you know kind of kicked me out and then you know Sensen Cannon you know those being my brothers you know they they were like yo if drum goes we go so mm-hmm. we left we had, to, we had this other friend of ours that I've known literally since like 6th grade his name is uh, Ace McLeod he's from Philly too and he was pretty much like man fuck that shit we don't need them like let's do our own shit like right. we can start our own group and he came up with the affiliates and the a was for atlanta and affiliates the Philly? We spelled it yeah for p h oh. i l l was who did for that Philly.
1: drop affiliates
6: that was tip tip that. Okay. so we started so because of because we left the super friends we started the affiliates and interestingly enough there was this little magazine that was coming to do a story on us being super friends and we told them like yo we're not super friends no more like we started this new group and they were like oh all right well cool we'll put y'all on the covers the affiliates wow. so yeah. you know mm-hmm. at, 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 like next thing you know it was like um the affiliates were like you know the new kids on the block you know and gangster grills was was heating up and you know what I'm saying and you know super friends and affiliates we went you know we had little competitive back and forths and all types of you know little things here and there which again this is 20 years ago so we're all homies now (laughs) to this day like but but yeah but i mean yeah that was literally how we came up with the affiliates because we wound up leaving the super friends and starting our own shit and then you know around that time and it was it was tough i just said on um when i when i said on Seti's tape like yo I, it was literally around that time I, I was like going broke, and I almost moved back to Philly. Wow! Because I was like, you know, while Gangsta Grills is lit, Gangsta Grills was just getting lit. Okay. But I wasn't seeing no real money. What like time? I was, you know, like the bootleggers was making way more money off Gangsta Grills than I was. Right. I was just just breaking even type shit. You know, just making them. But Gangsta Grills was was still a, a thing. But I was like, yo, I'm I'm not, you know. This sh- yeah, I couldn't. It wasn't enough to really cover the bills, and I almost, you know, I almost went home. And then, and then, you know, one thing led to another. The affiliate started, and then Gangster Girls just like took off.
0: I feel like with you DJ Sense Don Cannon, I think what you guys were able to accomplish is so amazing. It kind of reminds me of like Jay Big and Bigs and Dame, um how they stuck together and got their stuff together. And I just think that is just amazing. I think your story is amazing. And will you have like a documentary later on or anything I'm, like that? I'm, I'm
6: working on it. Um I've had numerous production companies and numerous people come to me about telling my story and the documentary so um, I'm actually in the process of doing it now just trying to do it accurately um, and tell the right story and there's a couple of different stories to be told but I'm definitely working on it but there's like so there's a NPR there's a Tiny Desk podcast that kind of tells somewhat of my story but a lot of the focus is about the raid and then like you know like Hip Hop Evolutions did an episode on this on Netflix Um, so there's different pieces here and there but like at some point I'm definitely gonna tell like the DJ drama Gangsta Girls story for sure And then, you know, like you said, like, you know, just myself and Cannon and Sense and even Lake Show, like, you know, we we all know each other since college, you know what I mean? And like we say, like, we're a prime example that friends and business can mix, you know what I mean? Like, We've literally been friends for 20-plus years and been in business for, you know, just that amount of time in so many ways. And, like, we know each other's strengths. We know each other's weaknesses. We crack jokes about each other all day. Like, you know, we have internal arguments and, you know, don't always see eye to eye. Some You know, there was a time and space when me and Ken had fell out. And then, you know, we came back together. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's similar to, you know, the, the origins of of rockefeller like you know us coming up together like that definitely is a is a dope story that i think needs to be told
5: for sure do you feel like a new sense of energy around your career absolutely and, and legacy because i don't know if it's just me but noticing like usher and like all these people that um you know have had amazing mm-hmm. careers are like really getting their flowers mm-hmm. ushers on a whole run mm-hmm. making a whole new bag of old song right what do you think this is do you think the hip-hop community is just getting better about giving flowers are we just paying more attention to our leaders what do you think this new energy is
6: um you know i think everything just comes full circle or it it has this moment of nostalgia you know Mm -hmm. so i think that you know i'm i'm in a space of you know after there's a there's an era of that like literally grew up on me, you know. What I'm saying there's a there's an era that came up with me, and there's an era that grew up on me. Like one of those being Tyler, for an example, you know. So for him, it was always a dream of him, dream of his to have a Gangster grills or you know how influential Gangster grills was to him, like the Pharrell tape, or you know the Wayne tapes and everything. So for him to make his album into a Gangster Girls album, and then for us to you know go ahead and it it you know be this amazing body of work um and then you know the the space that I'm in right now like I I know I feel an an energy you know just myself you know with what what I've done and accomplished and you know for me it was like even when I first got on like you know, I was like, all right, like, you know, and I, it, I felt like it took me like a good like I started DJ in 92. I feel like I got on maybe like 0405. Yeah. Like so that was like 12 years of like grinding it out. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, all right, now that I got here, like, how do you stay here? Like, you know, how do you stay relevant? You know what I'm saying? So to be in 2022 after, you know, 30 years of DJing or after like, you know, after really making a, a name for myself in 05 and to be like probably like you know we talked about this last week like having one of the hottest moments in my career like it's right. yes. a real testament you know what yeah. I'm saying so you know it's like it's, it's like on top of all the legacy of of what i've already accomplished and then to then go ahead after after the affiliates and gangster grills and then start generation now and then you know to be part of the success of uzi's career and 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 jack harlow and you know and now this resurgent of gangster grills it's like it's a whole new life i mean it's
0: you're on your way to a lifetime achievement award.
6: You know, one day, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I still got a lot to accomplish. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, you know, I, I'm loving it. You know, what I mean, I'm 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 44 years old, and even just being on the, like I said, like I went on tour with Wiz and Logic this summer, and I was walk when I walk out and do my first set. These kids are literally like chanting my name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like these are like 18, yeah. 19, 20 year old kids, mm-hmm. and you know, and in my first set, I'm playing Tyler, and I'm playing. I'm playing stick off the Dreamville tape and everything. And, you know, or my daughter, my 16 year old daughter is showing me text messages of her friends like hype off the NBA young boy Gangsta Grills. You know what I mean? So um, it's 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 a great space to be in, you know, and it, it just again, it's a it's a testament of how much like I love the music. I love the culture. Like I love what I do. You know what I mean? Like doesn't matter if I was making no money or, you know, eight figures nine figures like i love hip-hop like Mm -hmm. to its very core and its essence and it was always a point for me to show how invested into the culture i I am and have been my whole life
0: it's a legendary dj drama on the brawl alert show yeah um i got a question so after i just want to go back to jeezy
6: real quick okay
0: after he paid you for that, did you get paid for the Wayne tape next, or were they paying you afterwards?
6: So I didn't. I didn't pay for Wayne tape. So Wayne, after I did the G, I did Jeezy Streets is watching, and then. That popped And then I did We did Trap <laughs> or Die mm-hmm. And then I didn't get I, I didn't get paid For Trap or Die I don't think I got paid for Trap you or Die You didn't get paid
4: From Trap or Die Well
6: I, I made money Off of Trap Trapper or Die Oh god. But So god. by that point We had already Like made a You Ooh, know That Trap or Die Was crazy Yeah we was we, <laughs> was, we was, Oh no 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 no. I a... When did dedication come So basically After I did Trap or Die I was like Damn what the fuck I'm gonna do next Like how am I going to top this?
0: Boy, did dedication. you come and then with Dedication,
6: Dedication 1, classic. 2. How many is it now? There's 7, seven. dedications cuz there's a 6 and there's a 6.5. So there's 2 seven. is my favorite. Yeah, 2 is my favorite too. 2 is 2 is incredible. Um so yeah, so I was, you know, the dedication series came. The first dedication came right after Trapper Die, like literally dropped within months of each other. Okay. But so I didn't I didn't get, like, I didn't charge Wayne for a tape. But then there were artists, like, Yo Gotti paid me for a tape. Um, so you're charging at this particular moment? So I started charging. Like, people started paying me for gangster Grills after after that. I was
4: probably paying like, a lot. Alright so
6: I mean, Legally num- can you say the number. Like what, the number. what's the number Yeah he was about to say it Go was about Go to ahead. say it. I can Yeah I think Gotti Me and Gotti's first tape I think Gotti gave me like $6,500 Okay Okay. Um, so that was early on And then like The numbers went to like 10s They went to 10s They went to 15s Ooh. They went to 20s Ooh, It's hot
1: they went You to, just coming in th- th-
6: here Talking some shit They went to 25s Oh but the number now?
0: Oh. Crazy.
6: Oh, All right, God. so what about snowfalls? So how much what's, is it
0: for What's, snowfall? The, what's exactly. the number now?
4: What's the number now, sir? <laughs> what's the number?
1: <laughs> the numbers now?
4: <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price.
1: Snowfall, how did that happen? Because, you know, that's my guy. You're yeah. my guy. Yeah. How so did this conversation happen? So, can Because it happened without me, and I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed. <laughs> oh, God. I'm oh perplexed.
6: my God. I'm perplexed because I talked to both of y'all, and I'm over here like, wait. It's been in discussions for, like, over a year now mm. that we've been planning this, um, it really started between Canon and Jeezy. Uh, okay. They had gotten back in, you know. Cannon came up with the title, um, and you know they were, you know, working on working on the music together and everything. They brought me in about a year ago, and was just like, "Yo, you know, I think it's time. Like, you know, let's let's make it a Gangster Grills." And I was like, "It's been time." Um, so yeah so then you know we, we went through a little uh tweaks here and there over the last maybe six seven months and then we we got back in a couple months ago and just really like buckled down and and got on the project and like you know it's like shit feels like 0506 again and it was just it's just amazing timing you know what i'm saying um that you know it came out just you know when it came out and, and, it,
4: and it's fire and it's yeah, fire yeah, I'm glad it was fire shit, shit's crazy how'd you how'd you link with NBA Youngboy that's, you know, that's the young nigga
6: crazy. yo that nigga just
4: but Youngboy don't fuck with nobody n- facts man, he don't it, fuck with nobody
6: my nigga uh, shout the fee um, I know fee forever you know from from Young Money days mm-hmm. and fee just randomly hit me and was like um, yo Youngboy why be wanna holla at you that's crazy So we got, we got on the phone And he was just like You know He you know he, he talks in a very like Calm <laughs> Calm way and everything And he's just like Yo I got this new tape I want you to do it and I was like I Bet I was like damn I got like two other tapes Coming out <laughs> Cause you did one with Snoop I did one with Snoop And I did Jeezy And then I literally got the call Like The week of And I was like yeah, Fuck it What about that about to be gangster grill season so people knew that the the jeezy and the and the snoop tape were dropping nobody knew about the young boy and i was like oh, yeah that's I, I, was, I was i was shocked
4: to, when that came I'm up. about
6: to fuck these niggas up like niggas gonna be like hold on wait trom just won a grammy trom just got dj of the year and this thing is dropping three gangsta grill no nah, this is not fair like Okay. This is this is this is getting unfair.
1: You know what else is not fair, sir? We have a game. We have a game. <laughs> oh, we I like, have a game. Like it's called games. Baller Blitz. I this like It's Tailored to you. Okay. OCT, are you ready?
0: We got the legendary DJ drama. Okay. We're gonna dig in the crates a little bit. I'm gonna do five songs. Uh you gonna let me know what sample uh is sampled out of the song. Oh, so
3: shit. All right.
0: First up, Beyonce Break My Soul. What is the sample?
6: Um doo, doo. isn't it Robin S. It's Robin S. Um okay. I forget the name Show of the me song. love. Show me love, yeah. I'll well, take Robin, Robin S. S. Alright, cool, yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. Out, okay. All right, all right. All right, second, we got uh Burna Boy, Last Last. Mm, that's a sample. gave. Mm-hmm.
6: Um, I didn't know that was a sample. Oh uh, yeah. He
1: gave he I gave her the he gave her the uh publishing, I believe too, right?
0: How much here's a clue. Last
6: name Rhymes relaxed in. <laughs> oh oh Tony Braxton Yeah
0: yep.
4: <laughs>
6: Okay Man Enough For Me Oh it's Man in, Oh Man Enough For Me uh, Oh yeah you're right That is that Damn okay. I didn't even know that Alright okay. it's all good I'm gonna, I didn't know
0: that Here you go Here you go Uh, For the third one Jack Harlow First Class
6: um hmm, I wonder what that is. Fergalicious. Shout out to shout to Fergie on that one. Yeah. Shout out to Polo to Don on that one and shout to uh, Will I Am on that one?
0: I thought one. that was Glamorous Life.
6: It was Glamorous Life. Oh, okay. I'm just saying Fergalicious Okay, I got you. No, it's you. Glamorous. It's Glamorous, yeah. It's glamorous yeah. Life. Yeah, I was All right. saying her name.
0: All right. Uh fourth, we got Megan Thee Stallion plan B. Um
6: mm-hmm. Plan B. Um, Oh, that's freaking you, Jodeci, right? Yep. Yeah. All
4: right.
0: Last one, maybe a tough one. Okay. Drake, Jimmy Cooks.
4: Damn, I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know that one either.
6: I don't know that one. That
0: is You Were Gone by Brooke Benton in oh, yeah, 1976. Yeah, oh, you got Damn. Me I didn't know that one. That was I'll digging get, in the crates right. with the legendary DJ Drop. I'm
6: four for five, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, point five. I'm 3.5. Yeah. You,
6: you, she gave you gave me the right, Tony you, Braxton. We'll give
1: him some
6: snaps on that. Yeah, yeah okay. yes,
4: yes. Okay. We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show.
2: And it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom.
3: Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from?
2: He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast.
3: Oh, great. More dad jokes for me.
2: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners. And man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
7: Podcasts,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
1: Message! It is time Mm -hmm. for Baller Mail. Uh Uh-oh. Dear Ball Alert Show I've been married for 12 years Beautiful kids, beautiful wife I absolutely love her and adore her But I believe she is cheating on me She texted me by accident last weekend And said that was the greatest sex ever And her and I haven't had sex in over two weeks I replied to that text And she wrote that she was talking about a sex scene On P-Valley in her female group chat She refused to send a screenshot to the conversation thread. What do you guys wow. think? And at 12, 12 years? 12 years, married. beautiful kids, beautiful wife. I adore her and I love her. I
5: adore her so much. I
6: haven't had sex with her in two weeks. I mean, that's not bad, though. Two uh, weeks? Like, for married couples after 12 years? Like, I thought she was going to say, like, a year or, like, six months. Like, I know people that's <laughs> married that don't have a lot of sex. So. Nothing. Nothing. Two weeks? Well, have you ever been married? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm married, but not that long. <laughs> yeah, twelve years. Is how often long do you have sex? Time. If I you don't, don't mind, have sex about twice a week. Okay, so how long you been married? Year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they say as the time, you know, everybody's different, but as the time goes, like, you know, when you get married, it's a lot of other things. You got to mm-hmm. have kids, like, you know, the kids mm-hmm. are there, like, you know, sex is not always at the forefront I mean it's it's a very important thing and with Sue looking like man fuck that like wait are you are you you saying that she's not cheating on him no 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 no. I'm not saying she's not cheating (laughs) on him I am just saying that two weeks what I'm saying is the fact that it's only been two weeks like you know I mean first he should address her you know and you know now if she if she continues to lie on it it might be time to hang it up but you know if she admits to it you know things happen in relationships. maybe they should go to counseling and mm. you know see if they can um, work through it. Mm. Now if she's a habitual b- cheater, then it's like, oh yeah, you gotta chunk up the deuce because you only get one life. We only get one life. So nobody wants to be unhappy.
5: Your wife needs sex. Y- your wife wants sex and if you're not giving it to her.
6: but we're at you saying but two weeks is like that's not that long.
5: Clearly she needs sex. Clearly Like if she couldn't wait For her husband but, Then clearly she I'm not Well first of all I'm She should've came right. Yeah
6: she should've came To him first And I'm like yo like.
5: And she may have And he may have ignored it Because he said what you said We got kids We got jobs We got <laughs> yeah. priorities No honestly She may have said it yeah. And he may have ignored her needs Takes a lot for a woman to cheat
6: It does Takes a lot Yeah yeah
5: so you may not have been Listening to her Sir Again cheating is not right mm-hmm. If you get to a point That you feel like You gotta cheat Pull your partner to the side And be like baby
7: mm-hmm.
5: I need some dick Like what's the problem I need some passion I need some love Where is my So husband? after
6: 12 years Should they hang it up If she, if he finds out She is cheating
5: No I think they should Work on it I think that they, they okay. should Have a real conversation What are her needs uh-huh. What are his needs uh-huh. How do As your wife How can I make you More comfortable To want to Be Intimate with me and vice versa. Right. It's gotta what, be something. What if it was that? You say he hasn't ejaculated at all in two weeks? Like you don't think that he maybe it's not that long. pleasured himself?
6: a man can go two weeks. I'll go about two weeks is my limit. And you? I'll go two weeks. D T, what are your thoughts, sir? Please speak How long talk can you
5: the, go? One please, or two weeks.
1: Please speak it to the mic, sir.
5: One or two weeks for you.
1: I can go two weeks. The long. I can't week. go long. I
4: can't go. I on. can go two weeks. Yeah, I can go two weeks. I think women, y'all, really just the. the, the is she cheating on him. him, BT? Yes or no? You said what? Is she cheating on him? She yes definitely cheating no. on him. Somebody definitely pushed push that box back. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. If if I was him, and I get a text message said that's the best sex ever, because mm-hmm. whatever guns is in the house, you might not want to come back because I'm about to be mm-hmm. standing outside. Like who? What he at? Mm-hmm. What if she had sex a Bring her to the house Mm -hmm. You ain't gotta hide that baby Mm -hmm. You gonna put the kids to sleep You tell your little friend To come home and tie her ass up too
6: That's terrible I'm with BT on that That's terrible Bring your friend home You ain't gotta hide that baby So it takes for her to go I doubt it was a a woman That she had the best sex I doubt it was a woman too That she had the best sex ever with So But so basically, the question he's asking is: What it, do we think? The, yeah, he's just asking if she—he not asking us if he need to leave her or none of that. No, no, no. no he's just, she she is leave. cheating. Yeah, but
4: she his, is cheating. His uh, his insecurities has spiked. Man, yeah. listen, women. Do, first of all, women don't makes mistake don't make mistakes like they're sending the wrong text message. Mm. That's what dudes we do. Yeah, we, we do, do dumb shit like that. Like that. That's careless. We, on we her do dumb end. shit like
6: that. Or she might have wanted him to. She might have wanted him to investigate.
4: Go Damn. Into it.
1: Period. And then have toxic sex.
4: Eve. Okay. Uh, they got a TV show about that too on Netflix. Cool, cool, cool. These hoes be toxic. What's it called? Sex life. Okay, you BT. Need to time watch for us to get up out of these here. These hoes uh, be toxic. Can you give us a shout out? Go ahead and yeah, start, wh- start li- that. Women like that toxic be shit. These hoes be toxic. That's why people like Brad Fire ass is lit. Cause mm-hmm. he whole wanna hear that toxic mm-hmm. shit. They like starting fights so you get mad at him and choke, choke him them out and
6: yep. fuck them while you choking them and yep. shit. Sue, come on, you know.
4: Yo, you Sue, yeah, you like, like, like
6: don't act like you ain't never- I, Don't I, act I, like you ain't it. never tried to make a nigga mad so he grip you the fuck up and say, i fuck the shit out you. <laughs> really you know you like that shit.
5: I didn't know you had- Make a nigga mad for that. I thought you could just ask for it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, us get up I out ain't of here. I... To
5: make mad. <sighs>
4: we'll be right back. Stay tuned with more of the Baller Alert Show.
0: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do. Start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence
3: around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
2: Hey, guys. I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker.
7: or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Thank you, DJ Drama, for coming. Uh, it's a pleasure.
6: Give us some shout out, sir. Some sh- I mean, shout to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all for you know uh, holding the Ball Alert podcast down for doing y'all things uh, as a unit and individually. You know, I know all of y'all very well, and you know, you're all doing your thing uh, in your respective careers, and I'm very proud of y'all. Appreciate and, you. uh, You know, sky's not the limit. Sky's what you just stand Ooh. on and reach to beyond. And you know, this is our first time really interacting, but the same as well and O-C-T. you know i just uh i salute to y'all man thanks for having me I
5: appreciate that it, it's definitely a, a a tough week a tough day for Absolutely. hip-hop we have lost uh, yet another young man had not even seen the age of 30 mm. oh, i don't want to get emotional you am gonna cry baby um definitely been same. praying for the amigos and their families all day um this is tough praying for devito who lost his three-year-old child, mm-hmm. just celebrated their third birthday. So it's an honor to have DJ Drama here and give you your flowers Thank in you. the flesh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing what you do and for Thank supporting you. us. And please go vote. Go vote, go vote, go vote. And tune into the Baller Alert Show podcast, available wherever you get your podcast.
6: And I, and I do, I do want to say, you know, rest in peace to take off for sure. Um, I'm, if anything, dedicate this t- to him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah I'm it it's definitely a tough day and you know another cloud over the city you know what I'm saying um take was you know I've known him I knew him for since he was 18 19 great kid you know um so he will be missed and you know we definitely will keep his legacy alive
4: yeah man I just want to uh, shout out you drama for coming through we know you extremely busy and you know we appreciate you coming in rocking with us absolutely
1: oh uh, yeah and I'm just shout out to you drama so again um, I don't want to say I've tailored my entire how you articulate yourself how you carry yourself but I look to you as a motivational purpose because uh, very very seldom like because my parents didn't understand what I was trying to mm-hmm. do so I was like I want to be a DJ I want to be on the radio they didn't understand it, and I didn't really have anybody to look for look towards to kind of say that's who I want to be like. Mm-hmm. And that, in my case, that was you. Wow. You, DJ Holiday, wow. um, Scream. Um, and I saw your guys' template. You mm-hmm. guys kind of had a template, even Canon. Mm-hmm. And so I just appreciate our friendship. Absolutely.
6: I, I talk to you often. Mm-hmm. We play pool. We, 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 mm-hmm. we play iPhone pool in a minute. But I, I think I was busting your ass like too much. <laughs> Damn. You, you, yeah, because I went on a run. You remember that run, oh, right? Yeah. We'll run it back. <laughs> yeah. We'll run it back. I went on a hell of a run on
1: them. But I, mean, I appreciate it. It's, it's so sure. funny because people don't don't think that we talk as often as we do, but right. we actually talk pretty often. Pretty often. And I appreciate you just for your friendship because you have no idea how much that motivates me. Just a normal conversation.
6: Appreciate and you know, that means a lot to me, bro. You know, just, just to hear stories like that. You know, I know... Me coming up because I tell you all my accomplishments when I get them. Every time I do something big, and, I, and I, 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 hit and you. I and I love to hear it too. <laughs> and it's like you know, for for me to to be inspiration to someone, you know, and I, I'm someone that loves to give flowers and to you know to pay homage to people. So like you know, for you to 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 look at me for that, like that that that's part of the greatest gift of of what I do. To think that damn somebody like wanted to become a DJ because of what I was doing, you know that's what I'm saying? So you know. Salute to you too. Salute. OCD.
0: Yes, I would definitely say your story is legendary. Like Thank you. just researching it. I'm just like, I'm a student of the game. So I just love to I love documentaries and I can't wait when yours come out. Because I want to know about the drama Philly. <laughs> I want to know about the hip hop back then, all the way up until now. For sure. It's just amazing. And I just want to say we appreciate you. And um, lastly we have a word from our ballers. Today you are our baller. And it's just an inspiration. Uh, speak to anybody Coming up Just like a Ferrari said mm-hmm. in, in your footsteps Or anything like that You can give
6: You know I always I tell people this All the time Like you know when, For anybody that's Coming in the game Or wanting to be in the game You know A lot of times uh, We aspire to like You know To reach the top Or you know The the highest of the high But people have to realize Like hip hop is, mo- is built out of like you know, movements like, like organic movements, you know what I mean? And like, you know, now in today's world, it's very easy for someone to try to like DM DJ drama or DM young Jeezy and say, yo, I want to do this with you or do that with you. But it's like, I, yo, look to your left, look to your right. You know, if it wasn't for people like tip and Jeezy who were, you know, coach K lived around the corner from me, like, um Jason Jeter, who was TI's manager, got my my number off the back of a CD, you know, a mixtape in the barber shop and brought this young kid through. Like, it's about creating movements. So before you try to, you know, go and DM your favorite artist who's, you know, already a A-lister, like the, the, the people around you are the ones for you to to come up with and to, to make those movement with movements with, and I tell people that all the time. Like that's that's out of anything what people respect about our culture and about hip hop more than anything. Prime example, the Migos. You know, who would have who would have known if or if they would have known that you know you know um, uh, uh, three family members you know would create this the sound and the style that all of hip-hop would go on to mimic and try to do, you know. So there's some niggas from the north side of Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, that changed the world, you know, changed culture. Uh, so, you know, yeah, that would be my, my baller my baller advice.
0: Appreciate all that. right. Love DJ that. Drama, the Baller Alert Show. Appreciate it.
4: Baller Alert! Can't
3: get enough of Baller Alert? Follow us on all social media platforms at Baller Alert. <laughs> Log on to balleralert.com.